Adamas Chuck Rooster, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mascot. We got shirts and everything, they say. Get your get your cock out of bed. It's time to go. And sorry about the shirts, folks. They're not selling well. We understand. <laughs> well, we should have gotten some with sleeves. <laughs> it might have helped. Not the most seasonal. Um, thank you for tuning into the Adamas Chuck podcast, uh, where we podcast. And uh, I asked Chuck... Anything to add? <laughs> You're Adam. That's okay. that about well, we sums got, up. We got Rust City. It's been a few months, uh, but we're back with a vengeance. Got Halloween coming up. We got a special special Halloween episode. You know that, Charlie? It's our spooktacular episode. Ooh. Uh, what other spooky noises are there? <laughs> Is that a monkey? Oh, it was supposed to be a witch. Oh, uh, that was a zombie chicken. It was a zombie rooster. Oh, I like uh, Frankenstein. You don't need to try very hard. Just it sounds like somebody waking up. Mm, not bad. To be fair, that guy was just kind of waking up all the time. He wasn't. Didn't seem that ill-intentioned, Frankenstein. Am I wrong? The monster. People are gonna catch you on that. Yeah, People love catching you on that. Oh boy. <laughs> Anytime you bring that up and they're like, did you read the book? And they're like, no, I just, I've seen other people say this. Tell me if you're, if I'm wrong here, I kind of think large people are more tired. You know what I mean? That makes sense. It's they... hard to have high energy and be a very huge human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they also, they die early. They got big hearts. It's got a pump all over the place. Mm-hmm. I would get tired if I had six more inches above my head. That's a lot to lug around. Yeah. I mean, I know it's distributed differently. Yeah, but you're supposed to have the, the, the muscle to, I don't know. But the heart, that's a that's a thing. I, I don't get how it works. I get scared. Anytime I think about my heart, I'm afraid it's going to stop. It's like this kind of don't think about it, don't think about it thing. Does that is, make any sense? Is it possible to stop your heart by just attempting to? I don't think so. But then again, you know, I didn't think it was possible to like swim underwater for five minutes to catch fish. But there's people out there doing it. Yeah, it's weird because your brain does control your heart, correct? It tells your heart to keep pumping blood. Yeah, but not a part of the brain that you can manipulate, I don't think. It makes, it's like, makes me uncomfortable that there's parts of my brain that I'm not in charge of. I feel like that should be... Oh, I think it's all an illusion, man. Rules. I don't think you're very in charge of any of it, to be honest. Mm, it's like uh, it's like when I'm in my car and I don't have my seatbelt on and my car starts beeping at me. I'm like, hey, man, I own this car. You don't get to, you don't get to tell me to buckle that seatbelt, you know? Yeah, I hear it. That's, uh, what do they say? They say the brain is a, a great servant, terrible master, something like that. Terrible. I don't, I would have to double back and think. Doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of, a whole they lot say of sense something. to me. I think it just means you got to master your mind. Okay. Turtle, turtle. That was the name of that one, right? Uh, it's the only part of that movie I saw. Oh, Master in Disguise. Yeah. Oh, in Disguise. <laughs> no, master. master mind. <laughs> like, this, this does look genius. <laughs> All right. So, as as Adam said, we have a, a special Halloween edition. We hope you appreciate the sound effects that we'll be splicing in throughout the episode to to spook you. Black cat. Yeah, that cat changed tones pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But Adam, you start with "Witchy Woman" as the theme song. Uh, um, no, I like our theme song. Okay, we had quite the Halloween pod the playlist last year. 
Yeah. All right, but that's enough. Time for questions. <laughs> <laughs> question one. What's your favorite candy? Oh, not not my favorite question you've asked me, but uh, Butterfinger is all right, though it's got a weird dry quality to it. Okay. Leaves you needing a glass of water, but a good candy nonetheless. Well, it seems right up your alley then, friend. No offense taken. <laughs> what about, uh, more specifically, in the Halloween vein, what, uh, what was this old legend of uh, the hollow that is as tired as Frankenstein himself, the monster? What is Sleepy Hollow? The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. That's that's Adam's question today. Thank you. Um, well, this is going to take us back to, uh, I believe, Revolutionary War times. Mm, I don't remember that. Yeah, that's that's fair. We weren't, we weren't around for them. But these are the days of uh, New England, the Minutemen. Is, is there a conspiracy theory that for anything in history? You know, there's like Holocaust deniers. And they're like, oh, I wasn't around. I don't buy it. We didn't see it. Is there anyone that denies the Revolutionary War? Uh, no, I don't think that's an opinion. Because <laughs> well, it's weird that there's an opinion on other things, such as the Holocaust. Yeah. It's like, why do you take the Revolutionary War at face value? Well, so here's, I'm going to give you the counter-argument, and then I'm going to say why it doesn't make any sense. I'm going to blow up the entire Holocaust deniers thing. Oh. Um, England will readily tell you. They're like, oh, yeah, Revolutionary War. You remember that? We lost that war. Um, you know, good on them. They're a country now. Mm-hmm. Germany... Germany would also tell you, like, England doesn't have a motive to pretend they lost a war that never happened. Germany also is like, sorry about the Holocaust. That was sure a mistake. So these people who are denying the Holocaust, I don't know what they think the Germans' motivation is. <laughs> For looking To be like, oh, we'll, horrible. Yeah, well, if you guys say we killed all those Jews, then we're just not going to look into it. We're just going to accept it. The, the Germans are like, we did that. Yeah. Um, like unless they did something worse and they were just trying to stop it there, you know, like if you stole cookies from the cookie jar, but then you also spilled milk. This is a horrible <laughs> analogy. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> Makes me question if you know what analogy is. <laughs> but you're like, oh yeah, I totally spilled the milk hoping that, you know, they don't know about the cookies. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Sorry, Jews about the milk thing. <laughs> uh, Jews don't drink milk anyway. Okay. Uh, not a not a tolerant people mm. when it comes to the lactose. When it comes okay. to is that people. true? I think so. Oh, I think right. Jews tend to not be able to drink milk. Not all of them, obviously, but mm-hmm. I think it runs in the family. Um, that could be wrong. Write in on that one <laughs> if you're wrong. Certain things I say, you can correct me on. Other things, I'm like, hey, I'm just talking here. Uh, but Sleepy Hollow, yeah. So <laughs> we're in the Revolutionary War times. We've got uh, we've got a skinny fellow named Ichabod Crane. Okay, now I want to stop you there. When it's it's uh, Revolutionary War, historical. Why is it set that that was it created around then? It's uh, it's historical fiction. Okay, when was it written or created? I'm gonna say it was written. Actually, I think this is post revolution. It's it's post Revolutionary War mm-hmm. staged, and it's written you know 30 years after the Revolutionary War. Okay, now. it's not like it's not unlike if I wrote a story about a guy who came back from Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. And like had problems with his with his marriage. Yeah, I know what historical historical fiction is. Okay, well, I'm confused by what. Uh, why are you asking me why it has to be set around the Revolutionary War? Well, I was just curious if it, how close to the Revolutionary War it was created because it'd be weird if you wrote historical fiction about um, something that happened five years ago. Yeah, I think it was. It was actually pretty close. I think right. the reason it has to be set around the Revolutionary War is that the main antagonist 
is uh, is a man called the Headless Horseman, mm-hmm. and he died in the Revolutionary War. Yeah. How come? Okay, he's holding a pumpkin. Correct. What's that about? Oh, well, we're jumping ahead here. Okay. We have our friend Ichabod. Love can, him. Can you picture him? Have he's, you seen the Disney cartoon? I have three friends. I'm picturing him looking like one of them friends. <laughs> one in particular, or just uh, amalgamation. Okay. Uh, he's a he's a skinny fella. He's mostly Adam's apple. Picture, <laughs> okay. Picture a man who's like not a lot of chin. He's got some eyes, got some ears, the normal qualities. But when you sketch a person, yeah. you usually don't draw the Adam's apple. Mm-hmm. This guy, you would start with the Adam's apple. Build around it. And then you're like, oh, I guess in relation to the Adam's apple. Could he rest his chin on there? Yeah, probably. Get tired? That'd be nice. That could be. He really would have benefited from a full beard. This, ah, yes. This Ichabod Crane mm-hmm. guy. You'd think with an Adam's apple, too, that's that's related to hormones, right? It's like a deepening in the void. Like, so you'd think oh, if yeah. you hit puberty that hard, puberty would hit back and you could grow a full beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're onto something there. He looks like that, uh, which was the, the most childlike of the seven dwarves? That one who, uh, he wore just like a green, like green PJs. Might have been Sleepy. Kind of looks like Sleepy from the Seven Dwarves. Okay. But if Sleepy was like six foot five. I thought all the dwarves looked the same. Uh, no, no, no. They've, they've no. all got different shapes. They're all short. Yeah, but... Okay. Well, I don't see anything but height, so. <laughs> so we have, uh, we have Ichabod Crane, mm-hmm. and he is in love with, you know, the local hottie. There's, there's some young woman who lives in the town of Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Which is... Uh, New York, correct? I would have said Vermont, but New York sounds... Okay. Sounds right. It's in that area. All right. All those states at the time, they really had the same vibe going on. Mm-hmm. So, there's like there's a girl in the town, Ichabod Crane, and he goes, that's the girl for me. Is this a man with prospects? Ichabod? No. No. I'm okay. telling you, he's mostly Adam's apple. He, <laughs> okay, but you know, some people respect distinguished features, or so I told myself in the day where my, I hadn't yet grown into my nose. Oh, uh, I think you've grown in these days. It's looking looking like a nose to me. All right. Good amount of face around it. But until that point, I told told myself that people like a, a distinguished feature. Oh, well, they don't. You, okay. You were given misinformation. Okay. Um, so Ichabod wants to win the hand of, let's call her Virginia. All right. I like that. That used to be, used to be one of the names back then. Uh-huh. Virginia's got a rich father. Love it. Let's call him Virginia's dad. So he's like, we, I gotta, I gotta make a move in this Virginia girl. And then there's like a, like a normal looking, burly, broad-shouldered fella, who if you if you put these four in a room, you'd be like, oh, I bet that's her dad, and I bet she should marry that guy, and this guy should stop staring at everyone in the room. He's really <laughs> creeping everyone out. <laughs> so there, there's some sort of, uh, there's some sort of party. And Ich this is Ichabod's big chance at the party to to win the hand of a girl. So he got invited to a rich person's party. I think it's just like a town party. Ah, uh, something on the square. It's probably yeah, like mm. a, um, one of their one of their festivals or something. Yeah, like that. And it's the, it's a town. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, why I got so excited there. It's been a while since I've been invited to a public festival. <laughs> it's I think back in the day we're talking, you know, let's let's call it. 1,000 people live in uh-huh. Sleepy Hollow, right? Yeah. Which means everyone is acutely aware, hey, we're all invited to this party. This person's single. This person's hot. Everyone, this person's a dad. 
everyone knows the score going into any party. These days, Adam, we live in a we live in a bigger town. We do. You get invited to a party, you show up, there's a cute girl there, you don't go, Oh, that's Virginia. Her dad's got a lot of money and that's them's the fact. Intellectually, just, I know that it's not Virginia and her dad has a lot of money, but in order to get in the right mindset to approach said girl, I, in my mind, go, that's Virginia. Her dad's <laughs> got a lot of money. <laughs> I know who you are and I know you have money. <laughs> You're not going to hit on a no. girl unless you've got like double the incentive. Correct. You're like, she's cute. What am I going to do about it? And mm-hmm. like, Even more gold at the end of that rainbow. I'm scared by that wink, but mm-hmm. the viewers didn't seem to bother oh. him. So was every Virginia I've ever talked to. <laughs> so they, they go to the Harvest Festival and Ichabod Crane is trying to win Virginia's hand. And uh, now I saw the I saw the Disney cartoon. Okay. Of this. That's well, where, what was his what was his method? Uh, well, in the Disney cartoon, he just ate like a hard boiled egg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's mostly what I remember happening here. To impress Virginia. I think a few things happen. One, there's a dance. Mm-hmm. There's a dance occurring at the festival. That's good. He should have tried that. I think he made that move. Yeah, okay. And I think he's he's a tall, lanky fella. And a lot of times they can dance pretty well. They're a fun fun bunch to watch. Like a marionette. A lot of limb going. Mm-hmm. It's kind of more comical than anything, but... Right, but it's endearing. This guy's... For sure. You know, like he's got a lot of elbow and forearm, but... Mm-hmm. A lot boys. of right angles happening. Yeah. So I think he's he's busting a jig out there. Is that a phrase? Well, I hope so. <laughs> if not, it's offensive, probably. Uh, I could see that. Uh, so he's busting a jig out on the dance floor, and uh, Virginia's half into it. And the dad's probably, I don't know what his involvement is here. He's just sitting in the back corner. like He just observes his, his daughter. Yeah, because he's got a lot of money. He knows someone's after it. Yeah, so he wants, he, he gets to have some sort of a say in who inherits his money. That's kind yeah, of his, I, his viewpoint. Is that how the inheritance? Yeah, I guess. Because like back then it was, yeah, he'd pay for the wedding, but then he was like, hey, I don't have to pay anymore. Yeah, but then eventually he's going to die. He's got one daughter. Yeah. Money's going to her. All right. It's, it's crazy that uh, it's India, they got these dowries going on over there still. That's a that's a banana system they have. People are like selling their daughters off or how does that work? You know, people buy the daughter for like a number of cows or something. Are you sure this is still going on? I think it's going on. I know on there's it. arranged marriages still. No, no, I think... I don't know wh- what kind of money is exchanging hands. I think in India, you've got a... There's... You're almost like paying paying prices. Not not all of them, but like there's... They got some weird systems over there. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've probably mentioned before, my friend Jibby used to work with this Indian guy. And uh, this doesn't relate to the dowry, but he was like, man, I really hope that I... Uh, you know, I get an engineering job because if I don't get an engineering job soon enough, I have to I have to go back to India and oh, marry yeah. a woman. And I'm just like, you don't have to. He's like, those are my parents. Yeah, no, there's. Um, I mean, we knew we met a there's an Indian gal who's lawyer, pretty liberal. I don't know how long her family's been in the states, but Seep. Can I say her name? Sure. Want to edit that one out? No. Uh, Put a spooky noise in a, over there with a one bum fallopian tube, as she described it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was very much just like kind of living the single life of a, a young American woman, but was like, at the end of the day, if I don't get married at a certain time, I kind of feel like I have to give in and and get married to someone that my parents choose for me, which is not no. what I expected. And you're like, hey, Seep. I don't know if I'm what your parents are looking for, but. Yeah, I called I grew him up. into this nose. Did you? <laughs> uh-huh. Did you throw that out there? No, she's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, but 
They're at this dance. I think the dance doesn't go great for Ichabod. So he decides to sit down and he's listening to uh, to some sort of a, a ghost tale. And they're telling the tale about how, I'm going to say, it was probably one of the, the British guys. He died in the war in Sleepy Hollow and he haunts like the local bridge. Okay. So like, he rides around on his horse out there mm-hmm. and uh, he he's, has no head. Yeah, his head came off at some point, but he like picked it up. So he's still able to, he's like now alive forever. Is it just a cartoon version where I'm picturing him holding a jack-o'-lantern? There's, the cartoon version does in G, indeed incorporate a jack-o'-lantern. Okay. I don't because really know. the head's off putting. Well, here's the thing. They call him the headless horseman. Mm-hmm. Real misnomer. Yeah. He's got a head. It's just <laughs> along with him. And along for the ride. He's usually carrying his head, I believe. And yeah, I think, so I think the way he's often depicted is someone will take a jack-o'-lantern and put it on his head because he's very self-conscious about not having a head. Oh, yeah. So big and orange round thing. Better than nothing. Yeah. Then again, I don't know why he doesn't just put the head up there. Seems like it makes more sense. Yeah. They have duct tape back then? Uh, no, duct tape. was did. That was more Civil War. That was when they got the oh, duct tape. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, also, duct tape, you got to do the move where you roll it up into a circle and then it's all sticky on the outside. And as good as duct tape is, that's that's not going to work for you super consistently is no, keeping something on that way i picture some sort of like four pro like some up over the top maybe under the crotch back over the top and then around the side and down you sound ridiculous <laughs> now he's got a jack-o'-lantern with duct tape over the top of the jack-o'-lantern's head that's ridiculous but the, the roll-up tape thing how's he gonna get the and his weird neck hole works how's he gonna get the little square on top off when he's got that the tape over it what square you know how you cut the top of a jack-o'-lantern so that it's like a hexagon or something? Uh, I'm picturing his head. You got the lid? and you Yeah. Had... I'm saying he tape his head up there. Oh, wait. Instead of the jack-o'-lantern. The he tapes his actual head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. Okay, I guess that would work. I'm sorry I called that silly. That makes, yeah, no, this makes would work more flawlessly. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> it's probably just... I think when someone cuts your neck off, the neck is gone. It's, it starts flapping around, but you could still... You could tape the head right back up and... All right, this is going to sound rude, <clears throat> but this made me think, is there anything more comical than like a really obtuse, just noticeable head neck brace or like a head in- injury thing? Are you talking about like <laughs> just the, any the person sort of, who got whiplash? Any sort of headgear is pretty funny. Well, it's also, it's embarrassing because like a cast feels, I guess they're all like, it's, you know, it's all protection. But the, the neck thing feels like it's protection against yourself. It is, yeah. Because the, we don't trust you to keep your head straight. Yeah. So we got to put this here because we think you're going to like throw your head back or something. Mm-hmm. That's the embarrassing part. Yeah. Because it's very much like that dog cone. Where they're like, you're going to lick your own balls. If we don't put <laughs> is this it in. about the balls? Oh, for being neutered? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Lick your own wounds. Yeah, right. Whatever uh-huh. the wound is, they put the cone on them so they don't lick it. Yeah. And that's very disrespectful. But... I mean, it's true. Which is a turn of phrase too, right? He's going to lick his own wounds. Yeah. I mean, it does. Every time someone says that, they're like, oh, you know, that guy is just going to slink away and lick his own wounds. I'm like, well, we should get one of those cones on his head quick. <laughs> I care about this guy. <laughs> I care about him. He's going to let those things get air. Mm-hmm. Scab up the right way. Okay. So, he's hearing the tale. Can I take a, a wild guess here? Mm-hmm. Um, he somehow is transported into this world where this exists. No. Okay. Bad guess, Adam. (laughs) You blew it again. All right. Another huge swing and miss. 
No, he just he's getting scared. I think he's a he's a nervous man. Mm-hmm. That's his whole vibe. Guys, lanky people are nervous just because they don't know. To, you got big, broad shoulders like this other dude. You're you're grounded. No one's going to shove you around. These lanky guys, they can blow away in the wind. Okay. So you tell him a ghost tale, and he's all of a sudden, he's gulping. In the in the cartoon, he was putting a bunch of pepper on his hard-boiled egg, and he kept, he was so in, enthralled with the story. Just pile pepper, pepper piles piled on it. it. Uh-huh. Real fun. Yeah. Um, Did he eat it then and, like, start sneezing? I bet so. Okay. He was like a mixture of sleepy and sneezy. Mm-hmm. Or two emotions. Seven sins. Uh, so he, here's the story. I think he already like, I'm not doing well with this girl. She seems to be dancing with Burly fella. And um, he's like, I, I got to just get out of here. My night's gone, gone poorly and it's dark out and I'm afraid to get home. Hops on his horse, starts a slow gallop on the horse back home down the, the trail through the woods. So he had horse money. Yeah. Okay. But everybody had horse money. Huh? It's, I mean... It's like if I said you got in your car, it'd be like, ooh, what a big... Spin. But it's like, you can have a shitty horse or a car. So, so his horse had one side of his head kicked in? <laughs> yeah, just like your car. It's uh, got a few dents. Mm-hmm. Looks like he got it third hand. Somebody, Some people were abusing their horse before they got it. Yeah, I'm treating it right. But... <laughs> so he starts galloping down, down the road, slow pace, and he's... You know, we see a bat fly by and he gets nervous. And then, yeah, we see a chipmunk is what I think that sound effect was, right? <laughs> Fluttering of wings. Oh, all right. <laughs> Gotta say, you might not like the narrative, but some of our best sound effects we've mm-hmm. had on this podcast. So he eventually, he, I think he starts hearing a clip-clop behind him. An old, Uh-oh. there's someone else here. He turns, horse is gone. Then the clip-clop comes back. Is this horse hiding behind a tree? You know what I mean? He stops and the horse is standing upright, like really <laughs> tall and skinny as if it compressed all of its bones and organs into this. And he's got the, the arms sticking out in different directions so they look enough like tree branches. <laughs> yeah, there you and go. he's like, hmm, probably not horse limbs up there. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah, so eventually this, uh, a horse pops out from behind the tree and it is a big dark figure on the horse and i'm gonna say it kicks its legs up it yeah. does like a real threatening oh i picture like steam coming out of his nose somehow you yeah know? just like foggy that sounds right like in uh in the first batman movie when people were riding around that horse with the scarecrow and he took over the city there were some scary fire horses oh, i believe it um so i think ichabod goes into a dead sprint with this horse and horse number two chasing after him with a lot of weaving and waving and eventually they get to uh, get to a bridge, I think. And he's like, I think I lost this guy. But then he's like, oh, wait, no, this is the bridge that the Headless Horseman lives at. Headless Horseman pops out here. Maybe this on is the other he... side. Is he like? I think he's, I he's, on, he's on the bridge. Okay. Somehow gets in front of him. Gets in front. Right. Ah. Gets up there and he's like, holy moly. I thought I lost this guy. It's also now confirmed. He's like, maybe I'm just, maybe this guy's just short or something. It seems like his head should be there. Now wearing like, a turtleneck right it's dark out <laughs> uh now there's a man on the bridge he's like this is this is a, a certain ghost mm-hmm. and uh i think he tra- he he probably gets past him okay so there's so this is where the mythos comes in and maybe they did believe this this is one of those 
everyone knew it was a story they told, but it's like a, it's like a fun one to tell. Yeah, like a campfire tale that's like you you pretend it's real. If it's scary, it's hard not to believe a little, right? Because you want to be a, you want to be self preservation wants to take a small piece of that and be like, well, in case, let's just be slightly more cautious. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and because the thing is, Ichabod took that. Ichabod, in the story, heard this tale, and then he took it to the extreme. You know what I mean? He heard that there's a headless horseman. Right. Took it to that extreme of, like, I'm going to live my life around this. And then you could argue self-fulfilling prophecy, or he actually ran into the headless horseman. But either way, he's he's scared out of his mind. Yeah. Now, I think our, our punchline to this story is that he escapes the headless horseman, gets away. Ichabod is never to be seen from again. Oh, my God. And then... uh you know, this this big, big, broad-shouldered, burly, headless horseman. I'm going to give you a, a hint here. Who do you, who do you suppose that is? Um, Tom Selleck. Well, I was going to say, that's the guy who's trying to fuck Virginia. Oh, okay. He just crouched his, crouched his head down real low, pulled that turtleneck up, grabbed himself a pumpkin. Okay. And he's like, I don't think this guy's much of a threat, but this guy's smart and sexy. Yeah. So I think it's a happy story because I think we all hate Ichabod Crane. Really? I don't think he's, he's like the main character. Did we not always used to root for underdogs? <laughs> was, this, was that a later? Yeah, that's true. I guess maybe you're supposed to watch this and be like, I hope Virginia ends up with this real, real dweeb. This guy, this guy that won't protect her. Yeah, I mean, he's, he doesn't come across as, he doesn't have a lot of strong qualities to him. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say women did need protection back then, but anyone wearing that much clothing needed protection. Oh, yeah, they were... They were very immobile. They were bundled up, but, like, for a dance. Yeah. They'd have, like, six pairs of socks on, and they were all made of, like, doily. It was a, it was a nightmare, it seems like. Uh-huh. Okay. That's where it, they just... I think the probably, if you were if you were shooting this now... Actually, they probably shot one recently. But I think, I think you'd have, like, uh, you know, five years later, those two would be going to bed together because they're, they're newlyweds or whatever. And she'd be Five like, years, pretty patient for back then. All right. Well, they're they're, Level they're putting their first kid down. Okay. Third kid. Let's let's jump them in. Like down like a dog. Like to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this movie adds jump to. They're murdering their child, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you know you, he throws a turtleneck over the over the chair in the corner or something, and there's like maybe like a like a shriveled up pumpkin over there implying that uh, that that was him the whole time. She's like, whatever happened to that Ichabod fella? And he goes. I don't know, real. But real what loser. did happen to him? <laughs> that's that's the he got so scared he just ran away. I think it's did like, he become the new headless horseman? Is it a game of tag? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a theory. I think I think the there was like his clothes were strewn about the bridge or something. Did he murder Ichabod? Look, All right, it's open okay. to interpretation. I didn't I like, realize the story ended so open. I like a good I like a good story where they're like, hey, you decide. Is he dead? Is he? Headless. How often does Disney, not even the Disney version, had a more conclusive ending? The Disney version, I bet Ichabod survives the Disney version. Okay. Because he's a more cartoonishly likable chap. Yeah. He's, and then he's probably big old eyes. And they probably downplayed how much he was trying to marry this girl, like, for her money. I'm not sure exactly where his <laughs> motivations fell. He's a dork, and she's a the the hottie, as you call her, in town. She's the town hottie. I mean, how much more motivation do you need? Yeah, that's true. I don't. Who doesn't? 
I didn't see a lot of in the in the scene where they're dancing. I don't know if there are a bunch of other single ladies at the party that he's that he's passing by. There's probably one who was real real lanky that they implied. I bet they had like three other other women that they just drew in different colored dresses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like three the, different facial types and body types that mix around. And they shade them. They're like the background. You know yeah, you they're like a slightly darker shade, and she's all well lit. And it's like, that was always is there a, a weird curtain up between them? I don't get animation, because you used to watch cartoons, and they'd be like, there's a bunch of rocks on a hill, and three of them are different colors than the other rocks. And then those rocks would move, like those rocks would roll away. Do you ever see that? You could tell what was going to oh, interesting. go in motion, because it was shaded differently. Do but I don't that understand was... that's how, how people draw. Yeah, I don't know what point that would have. I don't know enough about it either. And it was tedious. Maybe that was a little time saver. A little cut and paste. They had a little taped other rocks. It could have been like that. It's it's crazy to me that like animation is is a whole thing. We used to draw. That it ever became a thing is bananas. It's got to take so much time. Like I get it when you look at this Mickey Mouse guy and he's on the boat and he's like, he's doing two things. He's like mm-hmm. the wheels to the left, the wheels to the right. I'm like, oh, that seems doable. Yeah. But you got a whole, they used to do whole movies where people are drawing stuff on, I mean, probably not paper, but it's just a... I don't know how they do it now, these computers, but I don't think it's easy. <laughs> I, I still think it's fairly hard. It looks hard. Even two-dimensional. Yeah, all these like Pixar stuff, they're just like, oh yeah, they can do that now. They can just make just like tractors and stuff talk to each other and it looks really realistic. But I'm like, how? I... As realistic as tractors talking to each <laughs> other can be. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, can we talk about how damaging it was that that turn the wheel to the left, turn the wheel to the right Mickey Mouse thing has had? What do you mean? Ah, we've oh, driven with it... a friend who like drove as if he learned to drive from a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I always... Ping-ponging around. Every time you see someone act out driving, it looks like they're just like, they're driving through San Francisco on one of those hills where it's just constant turning. Yeah. Are they, are they windy or are they just hilly? I think San Francisco has... I'm picturing one hill. Okay. That goes like... Oh, that hill. That, the windy hill. I know the hill. Do you? I think it's a famous hill. I'm picturing that in LA, though. You could be right. Yeah. I picture LA as flat. Uh, the valley. Valleys are flat. I know they're low. That Hollywood hill signs up there. You know what I mean? They got hills. That's a good point. And those hills have eyes. And those eyes are spooky. Uh-huh. And you, the listeners, have eyes, but you don't need them to listen to the Adam S. Chuck podcast. One of the best parts about it. One sense. Yeah, that's that's a main selling it point. Is how much it costs. If you could send that to <laughs> us, we would appreciate it. We have a couple bucks now. Well, hit them with the good stuff, Chuck. <laughs> how, how long is this? 30. I mean, I'm fine with that. But Do you want to talk? Do you have any Hollywood ha- Halloween anecdotes? Did you, how long did you trick or treat? I think I made it till like eighth grade. I was a, I was an early drop on the trick or treat. I'm gonna say sixth grade. Was the costume what got in the way? I think I was I was kind of as a kid hyper aware of like oh we we're supposed to be done with this. Where my friends were like no we should keep going, and I was like I think I think we have to grow up. I mean once you have enough money to buy your own big bags of candy, the variety is right. nice. I'll admit. Yeah, it's not often you can. Get that kind of variety without spending some some real change. I think I, you know you do hit an age where you're like I don't think I'm cute anymore. You're like I, I kind of got it before when people are like look at this cute kid. I'm like yeah that that <laughs> that's consistent. I agree. But once you start dressing like you get to middle school and you put on clothes that, so that you look cool, to, mm-hmm. then you're like I'm not I'm no longer a cute kid. Yeah, once you're interested in the opposite sex or the same, once you're interested sexually in other people, 
you know, as sexual as you can be at that age. Once mm-hmm. you want the attention of a, a suitor, uh, it becomes, costumes become kind of nerdy. And then they come back when you're like, I'm going to crush this costume so hard. Oh, they come back hard. That Virginia yeah. and her rich dad can't say no to me, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you want that costume that's like, I didn't, I didn't spend all week like knitting something here, but look at my cleverness, right? I went into the closet, I pulled three things out and I'm the, I'm the best dressed guy here. That's the thing is you realize at first it's like, oh no, I'm a dork now if I wear a costume and then you get older and you're like, oh, I could show a little personality with this costume, have some fun. Exactly. You get to show off that personality, sense of humor, resourcefulness. Ooh, resourcefulness, not underutilized. I go too hard. Yeah. Um, oh, you, you I, do. My like, mom adds the res- has that in the past added the resourceful portion. She'll she'll put in work for me if I have an idea I'm excited about. And I appreciate it. Well, well like give me give me an example here. Um. So a uh, wacky waveable, wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. You do love wacky waving arm tube. I man. haven't made a costume since, and I boy, it's a lot of work. To I tend to like larger costumes. Like I've been a robot and a Lego man. Like anything that I can hide in and kind of be silly and dance and. Have some anonymity in. I get that, but that always feels like one, like when kids wore like a rubber mask to school where they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're like, I'm a gorilla and they got a big gorilla mask on. And that's like, yeah, that's fun for 20 minutes. And then you're in this like thing that's hard to breathe in. I feel you want something that you can kind of escape from. You can be yourself. People can see your eyes. Oh, no. That's what I love about it. You like, yeah, yeah, you could just be. I did go. I think the last year I went trick or treating was like sixth grade and I was a ghost. Mm-hmm. Classic cut the sheet, cut oh, holes out of a sheet ghost. It's a fun costume. It is fun. Uh, I don't think anymore. Um, you don't think it's fun anymore? Eh, it just has this whole, like, you know. Oh, because of the clan. Clan look to it. I get that. You got to make sure you've got a round top. I feel yeah. like I've got a round enough head. You've got to a round enough head for sure. Um, and also. Was that a scene in Coneheads? Remember that movie? Did they try to do the ghost thing on Halloween, the children? And then people <laughs> were like, oh, God. <laughs> Chitabon, let's write the next one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why were those movies? I, I don't know. That. Um, yeah, the, the key to not being in in the clan is to be like if you're waved out, kind of. <laughs> if <laughs> so, if you're looking for advice on how to not be in the Glue Glucks clan, Charlie's got you covered. Hey, you should all be looking for that advice. If you're a uh, if you're skinny, like if it goes straight down from top to bottom, uh-huh. but if you're if like where your shoulders are, you're kind of like making an effort to keep the elbows out. And like you're kind of a big more circular. Okay. You want to be more grimace shaped. Yeah. Like that's yeah. All right, that makes sense. Maybe wear some shoulder pads. Do people ever go as the Hamburglar for Halloween? Oh, that's a good question. It's not bad. No, that might be one of those weird mask situations, though. What do you mean weird mask? Oh, his head was a hamburger. No, it wasn't. You're thinking of Mayor Cheese. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Hamburglar stole hamburgers and ate them, but yeah. he was a he was like a boy. You're right. He was like a freckled boy. Okay. And he had he had like a black short top hat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then just just a classic robber, like a like yeah. a black strip over the eyes. Okay. Do you no. want to be that? You can be that. Yeah, you're really just gonna cape with hamburgers on it. I think we I think this weekend is the weekend people are dressing up, and I, I, I don't have anything. Yeah, I don't have anything either, but we're also gonna be in the Twin Cities. I don't feel comfortable going to a different city and dressing, dressing up. up. Interesting. I, I need to be people, invited somewhere to dress up. I, uh, you you, you were invited to the Twin Cities. That's true, but nobody... You, someone... It, there needs to be a place where you know everyone else is going to dress up. All right, that's fair. I don't know. There, there's there's spots, but I bet we'll see some costumes. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I'm not just going out downtown, though, in a Hamburglar costume. That's like, fair. I thought maybe you'd do... Hope I run into that chicken girl. Do it on stage. Adam, I hope you're satisfied with oh. today's learnings. 
And I hope that sounded natural. Um, <laughs> me coming in there. We uh, we appreciate you all. Listen, we hope you uh, hope you have a fun Halloween. Spooky. Uh huh. It's uh it's gonna come out on a Wednesday, so uh probably don't need to dress up or anything. Just you know, buy yourself some candy. Use that disposable income as an adult. Put it in a pillowcase. Eat candy out of a pillowcase. There you go. And get in touch with your inner child, but mm-hmm. appropriate touch. All right. Thank you, guys.